Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is Zach. This is Stuart. And uh, yeah, this is a regular show episode. This is a uh, episode 127. Um, this is going to be part one of a two-parter on our favorite podcasts. Is this the first time we've ever done a two-parter? Yeah, yeah. Well, unless you count, unless you count, uh, well, not the movie, books, like a book, and then part two, the movies, the media. yeah, yeah. I I don't really count those. I think this is our first uh, two parter, so yeah. we're going to leave our listeners in suspense. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I don't have mine in any particular order. <laughs> um. I just separated them out. Mine. Um for the most part i'm looking yeah like so all yeah. of mine for this episode come from um the cracked.com diaspora that happened mm. around 20 2015 2014 yeah um, i used to read a lot of their website like their you know their like i guess articles quote unquote articles and everything along those lines yeah like i um there's only one of their shows that I still occasionally watch, but I don't think it's well. On so anymore. it's it's After interesting. Hours. Oh yeah, no, that is not on because all those people are, have been gone. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they um. So it's it's interesting. I'll take a detour here for a second. Um. Oh no, so, detour is on back row super show. Yeah, that's the show <laughs> made of detours. Um. The uh, so so cracked. Um. Apparently went hard and heavy into the video content which is like they went in at a level that it's very like they spent a lot of money doing it like almost mm -hmm. all of the the revenue that they were making was going back into the video department interesting because um facebook told them that that is the majority of where their users are coming from and, and giving them the numbers of people watching their hmm. their videos which would then translate to revenue dollars right yeah the problem with that is that Facebook was lying the entire time. Like, and they oh no, Facebook it's, lying. It's since come out that yeah, like they weren't the only people that that happened to. So, Cracked had to lay off like ninety percent of the people that working sucks. there because a lot um, of those people were funny. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh. they, they, um, yeah. Like it's it it, it was. Uh, it may be sad in a way, but like mm -hmm. almost all of them went on to bigger, better things. Yeah, which is great. Um, and and yeah, so like I can talk a little bit about what the hosts of these shows are because all of these people are either actual employees of Cracked or they were tangentially an employee in that they were like paid to be on the podcasts mm -hmm. that they put out or you know um, was on a show or wrote a few articles for them or, or whatever yeah um but yeah this I, I i thought that um this would be an interesting exercise of of us sharing some of our uh likes with our listeners because yeah some of our influences like yeah like of course we're going to get influenced by other podcasters and whatnot yeah and i mean if you're listening to the show like obviously all of these people have way more listeners than we probably than we do but yeah but you um, probably have similar tastes that we yeah. do so you might enjoy these yeah exactly like i'm i'm not like thinking that i'm going to turn someone on to something that well i mean maybe uh, maybe you know yeah. 
so, some of these are, are kind of small. But um, yeah, did uh, did you want to start or did you want me to start? Or well, why don't you uh, use that as a diving board to your sure. uh, yeah cracked one? So um, yeah, the first one is called "Secretly Incredibly Fascinating." Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, a look into honestly the the topics themselves uh, on the surface are super boring yeah but uh what what uh the host does is he he uh dives into uh the things that are interesting about them hence the the show name secretly incredibly fascinating Mm -hmm. um the uh the host is alex schmidt uh he was the person that took over the cracked podcast after jack o'brien um went on to form daily zeitgeist yeah um and then cracked got rid of him like apparently he was like having to edit himself because they weren't paying for an editor um and then they just yeah and then they just like i mean trust me i've I've done some visiting editing back in the day and it's not fun oh oh, yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's very time consuming um yeah so like just as an example uh like this this show didn't start too long ago let's see the first episode was november 16th okay um so like some of the episode actually no that's incorrect this is not all of them but some of the episodes are things like tires uh <laughs> musk oxen Why are they? Um, the most recent one which i found hilarious uh for reasons i'll get into later uh, mainly because they're they're hosts of two other shows that i listen to is yeah. um uh the color blue Ooh, blue yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah it's um you know schmidt is a um uh i forget how many times he's won jeopardy but he um he was a Jeopardy champion. Um, oh, and so, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the things he gets into are like he—he—it's amazing how he's able to turn something that's like on the surface super boring into something that is just like, yeah, I will sit for an hour and listen to you talk about the color blue. Blue and why that's it's fascinating. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, there there aren't very many episodes um, because it it just got started last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're kind yeah, they, of a they slower. Weekly. Oh, weekly. Okay. Yeah, it comes out weekly, and it's on um, uh, released on Mondays. Uh, the interesting thing with his is that uh, to hear it unedited, um, you you basically have to be a Patreon member because the the whole purpose for his show, like that he's he's said on on Twitter and in the podcast, is that like he wants it to be an informative thing so people can listen to it with their kids and so you know he does bleep out like curse words words. yeah so if you want it without the bleeps you have to donate to patreon Um, which i mean you know he does other things through his patreon but yeah um, yeah i mean most podcasts nowadays have um you know patreons especially if that's your job yeah well and he um you know like he was explaining that the reasoning behind it is like if you're if you're obviously if you're old enough to have a 
uh, a card to be making an online transaction like it's just a thing that's included of like okay here's the show uncensored because you're you you of age or of age or whatever Mm -hmm. um and another thing that i like is he uh compares the because it's all distance uh where he is and where his guests are recording from um and looks up the the historical indigenous population on which that land is oh that's really cool like notates like this is the historical land of these people and these people yeah um, and you know native peoples are still around today and yeah (laughs) yeah so so i i do like that acknowledgement at every episode of Mm -hmm. like that's really cool that is really cool yeah but yeah give give that a check uh uh listen or check out nice yeah so i guess my um first one is going to be a spicy one it's pod save america so okay yeah um if you probably didn't guess um we are pretty left-leaning folks so this is a podcast that sort of takes a look at the news that's happening throughout the week so it uh releases twice a week usually on mondays late mondays and late thursdays Uh, and occasionally there will be special episodes if something big has happened like i remember during the impeachment of trump they did a couple of yeah yeah which one indeed (laughs) (laughs) they um did like a couple of special episodes just so they could discuss about that but um their their motto is they're kind of like the fox news of the democratic party so it's not i will say that is funny but they because they um like you said they they are left-leaning but they're Mm. i would say that they're firmly um uh they're pretty centrist um, yeah so it's not like the fox news where they make up like like just random stuff like everything's yeah. fact checked everything along those lines um you know it, it is just a, a left more leaning like the information that they discuss is more liberal and you know they have opinions and they express those opinions on the podcast and everything along those lines so it's uh it's three well you so usually like the main group on uh monday are three people and then the other group is on two john favreau is like the main host who basically is on both of the channels or both not the channels but both of the um days and they are well some of them were speech writers for obama as well as like yeah right they were all involved in his his uh yes they were all involved and that's how they kind of know each other um some of them did work on hillary clinton's um uh i guess the uh, presidential campaign yeah mm -hmm. and um yeah it, it they're really enjoyable they it's refreshing to sort of have like they're definitely not a both sides sort of like newscast where it's like oh well we've got to seem impartial even though like 
you know, you want the facts. You just want the facts. Yeah. It's like you don't want like this weird, strange, impartial, like, oh, well, you know, Trump ended up doing a crazy thing, but it could be good because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, it, it's just horrible, usually, because yeah. it is just horrible. It's funny when I see places that try to do the the um, their own version of like a fairness doctrine type thing because it's like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I can see where that might be helpful, except that usually one side is saying the most basic like, no, this will hurt people, and the other side is, yeah, but money though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's like, well, if that's the reason that it boils down to, I don't need to hear the, like, I can infer <laughs> that that's, that's the argument to the thing that you're presenting. Like, I don't need to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like, even like, there, sometimes it's objectively just bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't have to find like a, a reason to be like, oh, well, maybe it, it's X. It's like when... Trump was locking kids in cages. Like, no, that's just intrinsically bad. There's no upside to that. It's like an upside to that. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's no positive benefit there. Like, it's it's done purposely to be cruel. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no reason to justify it. It's it's done specifically to be cruel. Yeah, and then there were like (laughs) main media, you know, companies that were basically just like both siding it and saying like, well, you know maybe he has a reason because he wants to do something it's like no it it's just bad <laughs> yeah so so it it's fun and it's nice they do again have like a really interesting spin on everything they bring their personalities and they all have like fairly big personalities so it's it's enjoyable to listen to and yeah i, I definitely like it like I said, it's it's definitely left leaning. So, if um, if you find yourself more, I guess right leaning, it might not be enjoyable for you. <laughs> also, what the they, hell um, are you doing listening to us? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and they do a lot of like fundraisings and stuff like that. Um, they did one about like um, it was a fundraising to get Mitch out. Uh, that was when the Georgia election was happening and everything along those lines. They were trying to like raise money to get Mitch McConnell to not be the uh, majority leader in the Senate. And now Mitch McConnell's again trying to screw everybody. Did, yeah, did you hear about he's just a, he's just what he's been trying to do? Um, well, I don't want to go into it. Uh, basically, so there's um, for Schumer to um, get back or to become the majority leader in the Senate, they have to go through this, um, basically this uh, signing of a document and stuff like that. And Mitch basically said that he will sign it only if they don't destroy the filibuster. And we really need the filibuster to go away because they're just going to filibuster everything in this. Wait, what is, why, why does he have to sign off? On- it's, it's this like Senate, like exchanging thing where like, I don't fully know. But he exactly. has to, like he has to no longer be there. Yeah. Yeah. But he's basically, 
he's basically filibusting the um, the transfer of power to uh, Schumer. Yeah, I I get so enraged whenever I hear anything that McConnell is doing. Honestly, yeah, it, yeah. it's just is... like, wow, you want to be the worst, most ghoulish person on the planet, don't you? Congratulations, congratulations! <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. Um, but yeah, I, I, going back to the actual podcast, the podcast is great. I I highly recommend it. I think it's um, it's a lot of fun. It's a um, good way to get some insights into what's happening, people's thought processes, and just to have like a good time with the news because we need a good time with the news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, so that's my rant. yeah. <laughs> uh okay well yeah and so my um second one is uh sideshows sideshow with jeff may um mm. and jeff may um actually is not i don't think he was ever an employee of cracked he was just very cracked adjacent yeah um but this is do you know uh what sideshow collectibles is uh i know what sideshows are uh, well, so Sideshow Collectibles make, um, like, uh, like geeky um, memorabilia. Like, one-sixth oh. size statues and, like, screen-specific sets of armor and stuff like that. Like, it's, That's cool. They, they, like, they're in the collectible market, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, some of their things are, like, ten and $15,000 collectibles. Wow. Like, yeah. Um, but um so this is the, that's the reason why it's sideshow's side show um is he uh is a, a stand-up comic um super geeky um mm-hmm. i really like his brand of geekery as well um he's very much anti toxic fandom um, and like yeah, I, I I like his his stand up stuff. Uh, the the whole purpose of the podcast though is he um, talks with people who are either you know like he he I'm looking through his episode list now because there's about fifty episodes out. Uh, it's every two weeks um, on Tuesdays. Uh, let's see, Phil Jimenez um, is a, a you know an artist, and so he talks with him about the future of comics collecting Mm. versus hoarding um why we seek out comics things like that jody hauser who's who's written a number of uh comics for star wars doctor who um yeah so like he 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 basically just interviews people who are in the comics world episodes are about an hour usually um i think the longest one was a couple weeks ago where he interviews the guy that played um uh, what is his name? Let me find it. So Sean Ashmore. So he he was in X Men. He was uh, Bobby Drake as Iceman. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's also on The Boys uh, as Lane. Oh, Lair. I I've been hearing like. Yeah, I need to actually watch it. Yeah, uh, I've I've read a few of the comics, but yeah, like that's the longest one, and it's like an hour and a half. Um, hmm. So uh, they don't take take up too much time. 
enough time to work out or walk around your apartment complex or whatever yeah. you're doing. Um, you're doing the stay fit these days. Yeah. He, but, but yeah, I, um, I do really like the show because usually it's, it, it's talking with people that you don't normally hear like on podcasts. Like if you hear a comics writer, like mm-hmm. it's usually at a panel or something. Mm-hmm. And so he, it seems like he's trying to bring that, that, uh, feel of being at a convention and hearing like a moderator interview a like a like a guest at a convention yeah yeah nice well uh my second one is critical role um again it's a pretty popular one so i think most people have either given it a listen to or heard about it I know when I went to conventions, I didn't really realize the cosplay until recent because I just recently started listening to it. Uh, I did not listen to, I guess, their first season when they were doing, I guess, like Pathfinder and then they bled Pathfinder into like 5E when it was It's kind of an incomplete season. Yeah. Because, like, it picks up after they've played, like, 15 or 16 sessions. So Yeah, because there's, like, a gunslinger, and, like, gunslingers yeah. don't, you know... It, gunslinger is a Pathfinder class, not a, uh... Not really a 5E class, so... Yeah. So, it was interesting. Um, I just couldn't really get into it, so I kind of skipped it. And I went to their second season, which is just 5E, and I've really been enjoying it. I think that it's it's a really good, like, so they've got like six people, and all of these people are either like voice actors or just actors in general. And yeah. you can really tell, like, the level of performance. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, it's nice, uh, Mercer is the yeah, Matt Mercer. yeah and um just like seeing some of his setups and everything like that because it's both a podcast but they also stream on twitch which is pretty cool as well i've um i've caught some of their live streams and just sort of like seeing the table set up and then like seeing the um uh i guess the mini setups and everything along those lines it is amazing it really yeah. is super cool like what they do with everything so i was very impressed when i watched it and i i really enjoyed the their podcast now i will say one of the things that i'm not like super thrilled about and it'll i guess kind of transition me into my next podcast is their combat system. So with 5E, luckily it's not like a 4E combat or something like that, which was <laughs> miserable. But um, with 5E, combat can get a little long and kind of get a bit involved in everything along those lines. And the players aren't really at their peak performance like you know you're kind of in character a little bit but you're mainly just rolling and saying like what you're you do or where you move and things along those lines so usually with like combat i kind of skip it like 
it's not super important to me. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of just move off of those. Yeah, usually I'll read the episode description and go, hmm, this sounds like a combat one. Nope, I'll just read the Wikipedia entry on this one. Yeah, and (laughs) usually I'll find somebody who's, like, summarized it or something like that just to make sure. And, And the thing is, like, yeah, it's happened before where a character has um, passed or, you know, has uh, died, basically. Well, then then I go back and listen to those. Yeah, because it's like, like, I want to hear this. Because, which, sweet, sweet death. <laughs> that, yeah, that I, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, but that... Yeah, don't, um, don't spoil it, but, but usually... That episode you know is that really, most, really good. Yeah, yeah. but usually um, you know that most characters are going to, like make it so yeah i don't find myself like scared for any of them at this point Um, yeah you're just like oh okay yeah yeah but um but i love just like their banter and the thing is like this is the group from the first uh season so they've really kind of gotten to play off each other and they know like they know how to have that canter between each other and it's like I I don't know what their relationship is in real life, but it seems like everybody's really like good friends, and it yeah. really does have that vibe of like getting your friends together down in the basement and playing some D and D. Yeah, well, I and, mean, two, two sets of them are married to each other too. So true, yeah, true. Yeah. So you've got that kind of playing off of each other. But like the also the really interesting thing too is like there's six people like i've dm'd a a group of six people and that is difficult that is very difficult and i give props to you know mercer for like being able to like kind of and again like you know everybody knows like no one's trying like hog anything the spotlight or something along those lines but um i give props to mercer about like being able to manage everything yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, although I will say, if I had a staff of people who would come up with the maps for me, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like that would be lovely. Um, true, true. But no, he—that's he, not to take away because he—he is legitimately very good. Um, the the thing that I've I've heard other people say about Critical Role is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've never played D&D before, do not go into a game expecting your game master to be Matt Mercer because he yeah. is very good. He uh, is. As, as someone who has 20 plus years of role playing experience, like he is a very good GM. Yeah. Like he is. Like it's, it's he's not. Um, he has experience. What you're going to get 99% of the time out of people. Yeah. Do people um, expect that? Is that some something people that people do? Because they, I mean, there's a lot of people that got into D&D because of um just because the wild of... popularity of of critical role and the adventure zone and mm-hmm. J- justin mcelroy is a very good gm as well he's a different type of gm yeah. spoilers um, that's my next one oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> no um, i was just you're the one that spoiled it i was just <laughs> um but like yeah like like mercer has that that voice acting experience and so he's, yeah he's very good at personalization and keeping like a database of all of his npcs and like mm-hmm. he, he's just very well organized he's an epic level gm um yeah and, and if you, you do know, find a gm who's like that 
marry that person (laughs) (laughs) like legit just like hook up (laughs) be like you're mine (laughs) yeah exactly like i i don't i don't think yeah i i don't think personally i've i've ever um had somebody to have that kill over like at that level like consistently that, that hurts that, that. like every... that hurts no as, I'm as not somebody saying... who's no i'm joking i'm joking no one can no you are a very good gm that's not a slam against you that's i know just to know. reiterate that that Matt I'm... Mercer, like is consistently like yeah every single week like is a on. Game. yeah like because everyone it's... has some some bad weeks now and again Mm-hmm. you know yeah. like it happens and like i have not heard a single episode where it's like and part of that too is the strength of the players because his players will play off each other yeah not, yeah they're playing off each other um they're not also going to sit there like some some tables i've sat at not not with any of our our circle of friends like this is just like convention games and stuff i know where yeah. they'll like they'll like dicker in in argue with each other and and um rules lawyer and it's like man like does it really matter that but like yeah does it really you're, matter? you're slowing the game down like i want to pay attention to the story like what are you doing yeah yeah and i mean so you know some of it is that he has very good players who know each other very well and yeah and are, are carrying a lot of the the heavy lifting mm-hmm. um as well so or helping with carrying the heavy lifting yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah um should, should not I to talk over on? your <laughs> on going because or do what should i keep on going about uh podcast should i yeah. go on to my third one which is yeah, the adventure <laughs> is the the surprise of the adventure time no no i was just making yeah. sure because it was a good transition this yeah. transition to um which I really enjoy in kind of all the opposite reasons that I like Critical Role, where I think like their combat's really great because a lot of the time they're not playing exactly right, which is fine, which is perfectly fine. A lot of people kind of were like complaining like, oh, you know, they bend a lot of the rules. But so. a lot, of, like, yeah, <laughs> a lot of those moments make for epic, like scenes. Exactly. Like, I read this article. Um, mm, spoilers. Well, no, I guess not spoilers. I'm not going to do any spoilers. Um, but one of their spellcasters cast a spell, and like the spell was a high level spell, and it was complicated. It needed a bunch of like random crap. But um, the the GM uh so this group is only uh four people strong it's um the gm and then three other players uh their Mm -hmm. names are blanking for some uh, so so in the first arc or first arc in the second arc it's griffin mcelroy yeah um justin mcelroy is the current gm Mm -hmm. um cliff is their father and then Travis. 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 Tra- is Travis the, the current Travis GM? Travis is the DM. Yeah. 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 So Travis, Travis is the current GM. I don't think, I, I think only one, Justin has only done one of 
the arcs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I've only listened to the first arc, the um, actual Adventure Time. Uh, and it was interesting because I originally, I think they were just kind of doing that as a one-off. Uh, yeah. They didn't really think that it was going to do anything. They were just kind of being wacky and silly and just kind of like being, you know, not really caring and stuff. But it got so much publicity that they were like, oh, crap, we should continue this story. And then they were able to like refine the story. And again, they have such great chemistry and they don't get bogged down with combat. Like the combat is very free flowing. It's very um, hands off, like rules and stuff like that. Yeah. It really allows the players to be uh, very like improvish as well as like innovative of what they do. And um, Justin is the their mage. And the magic that he wields is very awesome. Like, because, you know, it, it's not, they don't really, like, go solely on the book and everything like that. It's very conceptional magic. And I, there's, again, a part in the first arc that really was, like, quite amazing. And it was really cool. And it wouldn't have been as strong if they followed, like, what the spell did, like, by the by the book like they were able to sort of like have an epic story with this doing doing the spell the way that they wanted to do the spell so and it, it speaks volumes to their entire group that they're able to flow with that where they're able to like improv off of each other they're able it's it's more story focused than rules focused and i think that is fantastic where you yeah. know critical role does have a lot of good story elements to it but it it can get kind of not bogged down by rules but they follow the rules to the t where this is more free flowing this is more like um focused more on the story than actually playing yeah. D. so I Another think... huge difference too, though, is, mm -hmm. in in my opinion, is that Critical Role is their episodes tend to average about three and a half hours. Some sure. are shorter, some are longer. Yeah. Um, Adventure Zone, for the most part, sticks to about an hour. Right. Uh, yeah. Like you'll have there's occasional episodes that are like an hour and a half, two hours, but um, for the most part, it's an hour because it, because like you said, it's mainly story. It's story. Yeah. We must follow rules rigidly. And they do a lot of good editing too, because sometimes they like you yeah. know um, edit for like conversations and breaks and stuff like that. So um, yeah. their editing is to like on point. Where again, Critical Role is usually they're live streaming their podcast, and the you know the thing that's on their stream usually goes directly on their podcast there's not much editing that um transpires between them moving it from the stream to the podcast yeah yeah so um i think it's fantastic it's really awesome that the family can do that it's really cool that they get their dad into it because yeah. like, they're it in season one it's their dad's first time like playing D D, and um 
he is hilarious and fun and he just seems to be having like a really good time just with like his boys with his uh you know with his kids and everything like that and it's yeah it's amazing yeah no i i I really enjoy that that um podcast as well Mm -hmm. so uh, which actually spoilers. Uh, I was going to talk that talk about that in our part two, so I'll just go ahead and take that off. No, well, I mean, you can talk. Have you listened to the second season? Yeah, 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 absolutely. You talk so, about the second season. <laughs> so, um, so there's actually a lot uh, to talk about with with Adventure Zone. Is um, so like the first arc. Oh, or the also, first season I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. One sure. more thing. Um, in, in like it's awesome that they're super inclusive too. Like it really is great that they're very, and it's not even like it feels shoe horned in or anything along those lines, but you know, they make an effort to like include everybody. And well, and some, you know, sometimes they, they mess up and they get called on it and they apologize apologize. and they fix it. Like they, they like, because I mean, that's their mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Like, I felt bad because, like, I, you know, I said that um, their dad was playing with their boys, but, like, I was assuming gender and I shouldn't. That's why I rechanged it to kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so as far as, as what they do is they, so season one is balance, which mm-hmm. is a little bit more straightforward fantasy. They use D&D 5e. Yep. Um, it's 69 episodes. Nice. Um, <laughs> I did not know it was 69. <laughs> uh, and then in between there, uh, they kind of did a uh, a little thing. I, it's, I don't know what they refer I think they refer to it as their secondary campaigns, mm-hmm. um, where each of them took a turn running something different. Um, yeah. So like Clint ran the fate system, where they were basically like, superheroes right well they weren't superheroes so much as like do you remember um that puppet show uh thunderbirds oh yeah yeah like it was something like that God, so wow that's a that's a really old and obscure pool well i mean clint, <laughs> clint was also the gm for that one yeah no um, i'm <laughs> Oh, so he makes it like as a reference that it's to the Thunderbirds. Yeah, well, and he's oh, actually referencing that reference. I was like, wow. Well, well I was because he was referencing apparently something called the Thunder Agents, which was a comic that was basically the same thing but with superheroes. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, um, so they, and that one is only let's see, commitment was only four episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis did commitment which or uh, dust which used urban shadows and was set in wild west cool um kind of supernaturally um i liked it i i enjoy i wouldn't mind have minded hearing an entire arc based around that oh, dust yeah yeah of of dust uh and then the other experimental arc was uh, oh, it was Amnesty. So Griffin mm-hmm. was running uh, Monster of the Week, which I have a copy of, and I really want to run Monster of the Week, but I just don't have time. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a powered by the apocalypse system. It's more it's it's like Buffy or Dresden Files or you know that type yeah. of, of genre. 
Um, and isn't it fairly simple too? It just uses like d6s. Yeah, it's just two d6s, and and uh, anything six or lower is a failure. But you get an experience point that you can mm -hmm. buy things with later. Which Seven I think is cool. You you know get experience from failing. Yeah, um, and then uh, seven through nine is a uh, success with a complication. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so so like basically you succeed, but the GM is able to impose some sort of restriction or, or weakness on what happened um, mm -hmm. or unintended consequence. And then anything 10 or higher is um, just an outright success. Hmm. Um, and usually you will earn some sort of secondary currency and, and well, in a lot of the PBTA, I forget how, um, monster of the week specifically does that, but, Interesting. um, yeah, so that one was actually an experimental arc that turned into the second season, which I really, really like the second season. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been meaning to like give it a listen to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's half of the first season it's 36 oh, episodes it's only 36 oh, that's really yeah cool. it's only 36 the and first it's done, four right? yeah yeah it's yeah, done. it's done the uh, the first four are um part of the experimental arc mm -hmm. where so so you'll have to listen to amnesty and then commitment and then dust and then they go back to amnesty yeah. <laughs> um i i guess that one had the the better fan turnout or whatever and then their current season is again is it travis it's Travis, yeah, Travis. It, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Travis is running it. Um, it's D and D five E, um, and it's graduation. There's right now. It's uh, thirty two episodes. Um, I don't think they're anywhere finished. I'm pretty yeah. sure it'll be a fairly long season, like the first one. But it's uh, and they they're all biweekly, right? Yeah, it's biweekly with yeah. well. So Amnesty released weekly. Um, hmm. And I don't know if that's because Justin is editing these himself or like what, but, but they went back to the bi-weekly. Yeah. I know that they have a lot of projects with like the comics and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I highly recommend it. Um, I will say that I'm not a huge, huge fan of the first probably 15 or so episodes of Graduation. Um, hmm. like i listened to it yeah but i i was usually doing something like i usually listened to it you know yeah when I was it's doing hard because griffin is is a really good dm like he's he's the type of dm i would like to be that's kind of loosey-goosey with mechanics but yeah is more interested in telling a story story yeah and like um, the improv skill is fantastic like yeah his improv is great just way that he's able to roll with things, the way that he like adapts to a situation. Mm. You know, if if I had half of that skill, I would be happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like he's he's the type of GM that I would aspire to be. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The um, yeah. So so I will say graduation takes a little while to get into because they're they're fantasy characters in a superhero school uh, okay. or not superhero school. They're they're going to a school for heroes and villains um sort of like a hogwarts style um, kind of that's what you think in the first like well don't yeah okay all right 
Well, no, like, because that that's the feeling they're going for. Um, it's a little bit different than that. But, I mean, that's, that's I think, essentially the the inspiration for him to set it there, I think, was in, in, at Hogwarts. But um, it, it changes very early in the season because it's like, okay, that we can't actually just make this Hogwarts. Hogwarts, yeah. It's got to be something more unique. It's, it's got to be something a little bit different from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, their feed also has a lot of, like two and three or, or one and two episode things that they've done as like live shows as yeah well past, I've, um, which, yeah i've listened to one of their live shows it was the dadlands like mm-hmm. dadlands it was hilarious the characters are playing dads that was a homebrew system yeah that's really cool yeah where they pull like poker chips out of a, a fanny sack yeah because <laughs> dads <laughs> love fanny sacks yeah um but yeah i i highly recommend that one i think that one comes out every other thursday cool yeah um so yeah i guess i'll i'll do my third um Mm -hmm. so mine is actually so the story mode is the the podcast version it's yeah because the uh, the actual network it is is uh, gamefully unemployed (laughs) <laughs> like video games gamefully yeah. because they, they they stream a bunch of stuff through patreon oh cool um but it's uh, tom ryman and david christopher bell uh, both of those guys worked at cracked um like full-time employees yeah um and i just that like they their output is insane because like so story mode the feed is just where all of the podcasts come out at um sort of like like, yeah so like mondays they have a we just watched where they watch a new movie Hmm. um thursdays they have uh we just watched classic which is um those are Patreon users submitted, uh, or Patreon client, Patreon pat- patron, I guess. Uh, people will pay them a certain amount to to uh, put out an episode watching a movie, right? Yeah. Um, and then Fridays they put out Hypecast, which actually is my favorite, where they have someone on and they talk <laughs> about the upcoming trailers because they're like, oh, that's kind of cool, yeah. Tom- so like Tom Ryman's day job is he's a, a staff writer at Collider, and so he's very into like the movies that are coming out, like yeah, interviews with Christopher Nolan and you know stuff like that. Um, and then uh, Sunday or Saturdays they put out usually that's where their other stuff goes. Um, if it's a free episode of like Tom and Jeff watch Batman because there's an entirely different show that's Patreon only. Um, that's Tom Ryman and Jeff May from mm-hmm. Sideshow Sideshow <laughs> watching Batman media Just and commenting. Batman as media. long as it has Batman in it. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many episodes they've put out because there's a lot of it out there. And yeah, there's a lot of Batman out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like hey, Saturdays... A lifetime of that. <laughs> yeah, and like, like they'll also put out things like... Um, I think David Bell does one with 
someone else because like i i don't really listen to it because i'm not a huge huge x-files fan but it's fox Mulder as a maniac and it's Hmm. watching episodes of the x-files chronologically and commenting on what a maniac Mulder is yeah um and then they'll do patreon like mini series so like there was one where they they covered the adventures of briscoe county jr because that's what someone paid them a lot of money to do um (laughs) The one they're doing now is interesting because it's um, it's kind of like our nerd fights. Oh, okay. um, but what they're doing—it's just going to be a mini series because so far there's only two episodes. But it's um, it's fake battle of the bands where it's fake bands that they're pitting against each other mm-hmm. uh, in different genres, hmm. <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah, um, that's really cool. There was a short series where. Uh, the premise behind it was Evil Tom and Evil Dave tr- uh, jumped dimensions and were reviewing horrible movies as if they were good. Like, they talked about what a piece of trash Back to the Future is. Oh, and like and how good the room is. How, mind- how mind-blowingly good uh, Jurassic World is. Mm. But like, like a full-on episode where they're they're treating it like that. And by full on episode, I mean like 45 minutes or so. Cause yeah, you know, it's, the, it would be the, hard to talk that much about like <laughs> Jurassic world. Well, yeah. And their um, their episodes vary in length. Um, usually the, we just watches are about 45 minutes or so hype casts because they have a third person on and they talk about news as well as a movie that deserves more hype. Um, yeah usually those are about an hour and a half tom and jeff watch batman tend to be an hour and a half because jeff may um is very knowledgeable about comics as is tom ryman and so they'll they'll usually go on tangents in comics if they're discussing like a cartoon episode and go yeah did you see this one guy who was doing this thing and he's a reference to blah 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 from or yeah yeah um but uh yeah i highly recommend them they I don't know how uh, they put out the amount of content that they do because I I would be willing to bet that if (laughs) yeah like if you were to uh, go into Patreon and do their their feed um, Patreon Patreon um, they like how do you pronounce it Am I pronouncing it wrong No I I I alternate Um, Okay I just want to make sure like I wasn't pronouncing no, it wrong right? no 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 i think most people say patreon okay um sorry i, just, I alternate because i don't know um Bad. so it depends on how i'm forming mouth words <laughs> the um but yeah the uh the I, I would be willing to bet that their feed is like daily content um wow geez if, if you had it That's, um and on yeah. top of this you know david bell is a screenwriter and uh ryman like i said is a staff writer at collider so mm-hmm. um I, I don't know how they keep up with the Jeez, output. Yeah. because well and it's funny they um way way back when they first started like in 2016 mm-hmm. they they had um three different uh rpg um like sessions uh so like one storyline was using fifth edition D and D 
Hmm. And I think it ran like like 16, 17 episodes. Yeah. Um, and then it, it kind of fizzled out, as games kind of do. Um, yeah, <laughs> they, which is unfortunate. They did a second one that was maybe 12 or 13 episodes where they were playing through that board game, um, Legacy of Dragonhold, which is kind of an RPG, sort of. But it's it's one where you, you pass around a book and read entries based on the skills you have and what you're doing and things like that. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then there was another one that was like fifth edition, but it was set in Fallout that ran maybe 10 episodes or so. Oh, cool. And I think with the pandemic, they've, they've moved away from that. Um, yeah. But that used to be a part of it, uh, hmm. which I wouldn't mind seeing them go back to. Yeah. Huh. yeah. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend them. They they have just on their free, uh, like through Apple or whatever, without donating any money, they put out something Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, that's insane. On I top of the other episodes, all that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all um, right, and so... I don't think they make too much through Patreon. I, I think they, I mean. They make enough that if if we were making like five or six thousand dollars a month, um, yeah, Jeez. I mean, I guess I would also be be down to make daily content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a job. It's it's basically mm-hmm. just your job. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, did you want to uh, talk about your next one? Yeah. So my last one is a uh, Castle Super Beast. It's done by two streamers uh they used to be youtube personalities until stuff fell through uh wooly and pat they were a part of a group called um super Super best Best Friends. friends yeah but unfortunately i think just like scheduling stuff happened and whatnot and they lost a couple of members and they decided to sort of like do their own thing so like Pat streams on Twitch. He's um, Pat stares at, I believe, is his uh, Twitch handle. It's his and... Twitter handle too. Oh, okay, man, this Twitter yeah. handle. I'm still not on Twitter. Maybe I need to get on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then uh, Wooly Wooly versus is his uh, stream or his Twitch uh, channel as well, and. They they talk about the video game industry as well as just video games in general. I find it really fun. I'm not a super big... So uh, I guess Wooly's main, um, I guess, genre of choice is like fighting games. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe he's done a couple of like street fighting or street fighter competitions, which is super cool. And I believe um, Pat also does fighting games. Like they both are like pretty well-versed in fighting games, but he mainly streams a lot more, um, I guess, RPGs or popular games. Yeah. The last stream I saw, he was uh, he was playing that Genshin Impact, the gotcha game. So <laughs> yeah, that gotcha game's still going well. I know I, I previously talked about it at, on a me, 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 but um yeah it's i I guess it's it's still a thing so it's interesting (laughs) but yeah they they put out something once a week it's usually on wednesdays and they kind of just talk about like the gaming industry because 
Wooly was actually, uh, I think, a QA. Um, yeah, he did QA. Yeah. I don't think, I think Patrick was actually a, a grocery bagger at one point in time, but he really just enjoyed video games and stuff like that. Um, yeah. They, they both have very big personalities. And, you know, I really got to know them through um, Two Best Friends Play. So it's it's nice to, like, get to see them again in this avenue. Uh, they can be brash. There is, like, um, some brashness, I will say. I do prefer, I guess, Wooly kind of over Pat. I think Same. Pat, Pat can sometimes be a little... Uh, yeah, that's intense. a hard saying from me. Yeah. But I do think that they play well off of each other. And it is interesting to sort of hear, like, the news of of just video games. Like, they end up talking about just news in general, as well as what they're playing. It giving, gives me an idea of, like, what's going to, like, show up on their channel. And they usually have guests. Uh, their guests usually range from like artists to other let's players to all sorts of different people and yeah i i find it i find it really fun and entertaining i think it's a, a good uh good watch yeah I, now watch. that's also one good that I, yeah and that's also part. one that that i uh listen to as well they mm -hmm. um because yeah they come out every tuesday i think but oh um, tuesday oh i thought Maybe, maybe they're maybe it's Monday well. night. I, but um, they uh, usually I go like I skip the thing you say because their episodes usually are like four or five and six. Yeah, hours. it's amazing how um, like I usually have to like break it up into multiple listens. <laughs> like they, same. Yeah, um, they put out yeah because. Well, and usually what I'll do is I'll look at their news items and see mm -hmm. if I want to know more about any of them. And if I don't, I'll usually just skip the episode, to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, well, it's... Because uh, I, I do like their interactions, but it's like, I feel like the news items are kind of the cherry on top. And if I don't like the cherry on top, I'm like... Mm, yeah, pass. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just listen to you guys next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like, they break their podcast up in sections. So there yeah. is like the news of the day as well as just like, you know, what they're doing on their stream as well as they have like some questions. They do some Q and A's from people who, you know, send in like questions and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, but um, you know, I do find them enjoyable. I think that they're a, a good listen. And if you're, you know, big into the whole like gaming industry, I think it would be a good, good list, good listen. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's see. So my next one uh is the, <laughs> it's another network recommendation because it, it, everything goes through one feed, but it's mm -hmm. uh, Small Beans. Um. Uh, primarily. It is Michael Swain and Abe Epperson from Crack. Abe was a uh, one of the directors for videos. Uh, Michael Swain is one of the After Hours cast members. Usually, he played the dumb one. Um, oh, oh, the pretty dumb one. Yeah, pretty dumb one. Oh, yeah. well, no, not uh, not Soren. Oh, 
Oh, Usually oh, he was sitting, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, the, the, the tall one with the beard. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, um, I think Abe is, like, a commercials director now, and I know Michael <clears throat> is, I think he's the head of the video department over at, uh, IGN. <clears throat> um, that's but nice. They, uh, yeah, like, that's like a good I gig. like... Yeah, that's a real good gig. Um, <laughs> the um, the so the feed there are episodes that I'll skip. Um, I generally like everything that they do, um, mm-hmm. but like there are some shows that I just don't have any interest in. Like, um, yeah, there's one where the two hosts listen through, like the Fast and the Furious movies, where one of them has seen them and the other one has not. Yeah um not a huge fan nah, um yeah the ones that i like tend to be uh well they're not mini series i guess they're individual shows but there's um their their movie reviews are uh through frame rate um hmm. the they have one through frame rate uh, huh. yeah frame rate is the name of the show but it's it's still under the small beans um feed um and the uh the uh frame rates they they just go through the movies um there's uh one called one upsmanship where swain and uh adam ganser play through games there's 50 some odd episodes of that one um they were swain and epperson were doing a a mini series on the Coen Brothers movies called The Coen Brothers Brothers. Um, <laughs> and they're doing one right now, a similar thing with the movies based off of the works of Stephen King called Kings of King. Oh, um, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, yeah, they have a lot of good content out there. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of it more focuses on. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of some other show names and shows that they have out there but but some of them are like mental health um oh that's related nice. things where where people talk about um like traumatic experiences they've been through and how they've dealt with it and i think a lot of that is that you know swain was like very much someone who had a drinking and drug problem while he was uh. cracked and and like spun wildly out of control um and he's he's sober now and so i think a lot of that comes from that experience yeah um it's like going through sobriety um yeah but yeah no it's it's a really good um network like they they put out a a lot of good content um mainly their stuff comes out through patreon but their free feed updates whenever they put up a free episode so it it could update Hmm based on the release schedule of what whatever show it is um yeah but like swain swain and epperson started it but there are so many different shows with different co-hosts that all of the shows have a different release schedule um (laughs) so if if those those particular people decide to make that week's episode free for whatever reason it'll pop up on a thursday (laughs) oh nice (laughs) But generally, the ones with Swayman Epperson uh, update on Wednesdays and I think 
I think Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, so yeah, nice. That's my recommendation for that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you you listed all of yours, right? Yeah, I I got all mine. So so my last one um, is also for for this episode is mm-hmm. um, another network recommendation uh, <laughs> for for. Uh, so there's different ways you can access it. Um, so if you go to Patreon, um, it's under Unpops Network. Mm-hmm. Um, the free feed that I listen to, there's there's a bunch of different shows under the network I listen to. So this one's kind of a cheat. Um, so the person who runs the network is Adam Todd Brown. And he had a very... Who's, who's that? Huh? Who's that? Uh, Adam Todd Brown. Hmm. He so he was at Cracked. He wrote the Unpopular Opinion column, hmm. um, and then he started oh, okay. the Unpopular Opinion podcast. And then he had a very public, um, kind of feud with the guy that was in the like the head editor at Cracked. Um, no, no. And so he got fired. Used the thing. Was almost sued. And then there's some there's some agreement that they signed that he's had to sign an NDA to not discuss, Uh, but he he owns the name. So unpopular opinion is weekly updates every Monday. Um, And usually he, I think Jeff may is actually a co-host. So he'll, he'll pop up every now and then. Yeah. Um, And usually there's three or four people and he's talking about an unpopular opinion. Um, Uh Usually it's pulled really or huh? No, so they're not. They, they're not because they're they're. It's it's in essence a comedy podcast. Okay. Like it's not it's not like dire. Although there are some episodes where people have gotten heated defending what they're saying, and it's like, no, you're you're wrong. Like, yeah, <laughs> what Ugh. you're saying is actually not correct. And so, like, yeah, it. Some episodes can be tense to listen to, but that's generally not the case. Um, mm-hmm. I listen to the conspiracy, the show uh, thing that he puts out. And again, all of these are comedy. Like, yeah, he's not a conspiracy theorist necessarily. It's, um, it's more like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's more like, like, here's this, this phenomenon that happened and here's what people think about it. And here's why that is or is not probable like and so it updates i think every every couple of wednesdays um (laughs) and then he does a bunch of music ones like he put out one called uh heart-shaped pod that focused on the music of nirvana that was like 30 episodes um one on one on limp biscuit called three dollar pod (laughs) um one on Oh, I was just saying, I guess there's not much you can do on Lip Biscuit. Well, there's only like six episodes for that one. Um, yeah. And then Corns is Pod the Life. And again, these are all separate feeds. Like you, there's not an Unpops Network feed you can go to other than at Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's one on Oasis that I haven't listened to because it's behind a paywall uh, called uh, Podcast Supernova. Yeah. It's funny in the... In the music ones, um, like even Brown commented on the fact that like going into recording Heart Shaped Pod, he was a huge fan of Nirvana's music. Yeah. 
but then the more he found out about the band, he's like, man, Kurt Cobain's a piece of shit. <sighs> and then, you know, he and his co-hosts went into uh, $3 Pod Y'all and Pod the Life expecting to really, really hate all of them, but then we're just like all pleasantly surprised of like, like oh, oh let this okay. yeah. like, personally are not assholes. Corn are like kind of temperamental and weird, but they're not like malicious and mean like uh, <laughs> 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 like you'd think. Um so yeah, it's it's uh you know there's a lot of different things under that network. Um so that's kind of a cheat, but they're all related. So I figured fuck it, I'll throw them in one because yeah. we're making the rules here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're making a so, rule here. So I think that's this week. Um, did you want to go into me, me, me's real quick? Yeah, uh, I like I was saying, there's not too many me, me, me's for me. So okay. you can um, take the brunt, the oh. brunt of it. Uh, okay, well, did you have any that you wanted to share, or did you I, just want I to did. Um, it's more of just a concept than an actual thing. It's more of like man, YouTube is is really handy for, like, learning stuff. So um, I've been working on a project, and I I have Adobe, the Adobe Suite. Um, and that's great. I, I love a, the Adobe Suite. And I was trying to figure out how to use After Effects because... Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's intense, it is very intense. So um, I actually found a YouTube, like not a channel, but I just Googled, you know, After Effects YouTube. And yeah. um, I was actually able to like put together a decent, I'm going to go with decent thing that... Um, I was able to actually create and that was just mainly from using YouTube, like using the tutorials on YouTube, which is again, amazing. Um, and I was super happy that I was able to kind of like figure that out. So moral of the story, YouTube, it's fantastic. If you need to like, you know, find something and, uh, create something and get some good tutorials <laughs> oh yeah yeah because yeah like i mean that's that's honestly what i would have to do because like i knew how to use after effects or not after effects premiere like six versions ago <laughs> like yeah. like i learned how to do it kind of in high school and you know mainly used uh, final cut um mm -hmm. but yeah, like I think YouTube is where I would start if I were like, how do I make it look like this person's head is on fire? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was it was really awesome just to kind of get that and actually be able to create stuff because like, again, After Effects is, is pretty intense. It's oh, definitely yeah. a... Um, intimidating the software i mean most of like most of adobe stuff is pretty intimidating it's be, intense yeah yeah <laughs> to be like truthful or anything but um but yeah I, I was proud of of myself for like figuring that out and being able to uh put together something 
So, yeah. so yeah, yeah. That's basically. I just worked on that project, and I was able to get put together something in After Effects. And I appreciate all of the resources that uh, YouTube gave me. Cool. Um, yeah, so I guess my first thing is I'm actually scratching out one of them because I'm like, oh, eh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to like, you know. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm well, I'm, I'm scratching out one because I'm like, eh, as I'm revisiting it, I don't think I have a whole lot of positive things to say about it. So, wow. um, so the uh, the first thing is, uh, I, I went through. Uh, I have this om- omnibus because I'm I'm trying to to clear out um, comics and stuff that I haven't read yet. So uh, f- a couple years ago, I picked up um, a an omnibus of the He Man and the Masters of the Universe mini comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a big old honker. It's probably three inches wide. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, sounds so. Intense. I don't know if you remember. Um, I'm I'm about a like four years too late to actually have bought these in stores but the the he-man like action figures would come with a mini comic with them and this one collects all of those oh Um, that's cool yeah um it well and it's funny it's it's uh between the different eras of or generations of uh figure releases the writers and artists and stuff changed obviously Mm mm-hmm it's it's kind of funny reading interviews with these artists that were just like paid comic like freelance comic artists yeah um who aren't necessarily fans of it because like it's just a job where the person interviewing them is obviously a fan because like in the tone of their question is like what was it like like why why what made you um just like decide to want to work on this property or whatever and like one of the artists i forget who it is but it's like it's early or like i think it's the first generation of figures that are coming out and the the artist is basically like well marvel and dc were paying a dollar a page and mattel was paying five dollars a page and so 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 you do the math (laughs) so that's what made me want to work there is mattel's deep pockets (laughs) um so yeah it's just funny to see that um that that response and uh it's it's interesting to hear like the origin because this is some of these are pre um cartoon show and so it's just like yeah he man's on earth and he's just like tooling around with the sword and (laughs) he's a caveman it's like fantasy whatever but it's it's kind of like earth like it's not like they didn't have like a turnia or whatever yeah um so yeah it's it's really interesting to, to see how the comics also change as the the artists change um and and how that that's reflected in like how the comics industry was changing because mm-hmm. um, this would have gone on from what like 81 or so through 80 eight 89 maybe <laughs> so yeah it's like eight years when like comics changed a lot over the course yeah <laughs> that time um but uh but yeah i highly recommend checking that out if you're a fan of masters of the universe 
Either of us, yeah. Or if you're interested in in the things behind the mini comic, because honestly, that that was a unique marketing thing that um, that they did. I had come across a few years ago of like, wow, they included like a little ten page comic. <laughs> yeah, I, this is the first time I've hearing of it. That's yeah. kind of cool, though. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Did Did you have anything else? Nah, that was pretty much it. I was okay. just really just doing a bunch of stuff in uh, Adobe. Like, yeah. I was working in After Effects. I was also working in um, just Photoshop. I did some stuff in uh, animation. So, yeah. Adobe has an animation thing? Yeah, they've got like a, oh, yeah. uh, just an animation uh, thing where they, where you, you can end up like animating like that's cool. characters from like blender and stuff like that oh that's cool yeah um well yeah i um i guess i i my wife and i finished two shows um the so way back in july i ordered her like she, so she's a huge fan of the sorcerer hunter show and comic mm-hmm. and so i was like well it's in stock so i'm gonna order this thing and um and and have it for christmas right yeah and it's the the sorcerer hunters on blu-ray it has all the ovas um all all like it's it's everything right Mm -hmm. um which i mean it's only about sorcerer hunters 26 or 27 episodes i think is it um yeah, it's not very long. Um, hmm. It's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm like, I haven't seen sort of that. Like, that was an old anime. So I had that never, is... I mean, I had seen episodes here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So yes, yeah, twenty six episodes, uh, and then there are three OVAs. Um, but I knew my wife was a huge fan of like the manga as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I got her this thing and it it came like early January. (laughs) And Ah. so I was like, okay, uh, sorry that I missed Christmas, but there's this thing. And so she was like, okay, well, we're watching this immediately and we're watching all of it. It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, So you enjoyed that classic, like nineties anime. I really enjoyed it. The music, the, the, the uh, intro and outro are fantastic. Um, nice. The story is really cool. Um, yeah, like I don't know why I was sleeping on Sorcerer Hunters, but uh, yeah, no, that that show is amazing. Um, it can get a little like campy at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm buying. Well, and it's funny. She, I, I, <laughs> I know she at one point had all of the manga because there's only like like i think there's like 13 volumes of it um because it's not very long and i think she nicased it at some point uh, and she was she was talking last summer about like how she wishes she had it and so i was looking and i was just like oh shit these are like i wish i could get them but they're either unattainable in certain volumes or they're outrageously expensive for others. I mean, it, um, it's like one of the classic, like, you know, 
Yeah, but I mean, it's it's older now, so they don't. I mean, it's twenty five plus years old, so they don't, don't really make, yeah. make it anymore. <laughs> no. Um, which I mean, you know, Sailor Moon and Neon Genesis Evangelion are are both super old, but they they still yeah, make stuff those, for it. I will say those are even more popular. Like yeah, those are yeah, like bread and butter anime. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that we finished out is the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina put out their their last part, uh, part four. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting. I if it were me, I would have done it different. Yeah, I like it wasn't a satisfying. I feel like it wasn't very satisfying. Um they probably could have gotten away with doing half of the episodes that they actually put out. Um, uh, filler. Yeah, there's a lot of filler and it's a lot of like, I mean, I know it's a, a joint production between Netflix and CW. So mm-hmm. it's like pretty people having interactions. And like, that's, that's about the extent of what's in the scene. And it's like, man, you guys could have like cut the, the episode time by like half if you just cut out some of these conversations these people are having um, because they're like meaningless conversations that don't go anywhere where the, the characters are like i want to do this but i don't want you to do that well i don't care what you think yeah i do and it's it's like well that okay so she's going to do it because she's the heroine and she has to do the good thing so like i don't know why you bothered having that conversation in there but okay all right (laughs) thanks for wasting some of my time (laughs) thanks for wasting some of my time i mean it's it's only like 50 episodes or so um only 50 episodes that's uh, that's still kind of now that i say that it it may be shorter um i mean i say that's kind of long but like i've watched animes that okay it's 36 episodes okay yeah two seasons and four parts yeah Um, i was thinking i was like that's it's long yeah i was thinking that they did 22 episode seasons which they do they just have uh let's see 20 in the first season and 16 in the second so Mm -hmm. um because yeah like that's the thing that irritates me about some of netflix's shows like disenchantment where it's like well you say this is part one and part two i'm just gonna wait till part two's out because i don't (laughs) (laughs) i I don't want to wait i want to binge why aren't you letting me down (laughs) i've I've become spoiled on binging i mean that's the reason why i didn't really want to watch um the mandalorian when it was coming out like episodes I was like, I'll just wait for it to come out and then I'll just binge it. I have been having this conversation since the first season because uh, I still haven't watched it. But but mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't the like the second season or the first season or just the it, first it, season. Okay. Like just in general, really, it's like it's like, um, yeah, I'm just going to wait for everything to be out so I can watch all because like I have a shitty memory. And so mm-hmm. um yeah, like I just will not remember certain things if I wait an entire week between episodes and an entire season out of the year <laughs> before the conclusion. It's like, Who's that guy? no, I want to watch all of it and watch the whole story. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't I don't play with that like I'm gonna watch one episode this week. Like I the the exception to that I think was uh last summer or last two years I think. Uh we we ordered through uh Amazon uh what we do in the shadows and that only oh, releases yeah. every like Thursday. And so we would watch it every Thursday. We'd have like we do like wings or, or, or whatever and watch what we do in the shadows. And like that makes sense to me because there's very little continuous story. Like each episode is kind of standalone and there's some story elements. But you don't have to like you don't have to like be buried ass deep in the lore for every episode. <laughs> you know? Buried ass deep in the lore. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if we were doing subtitles, buried ass deep on. in the lore would be the uh, the subtitle put that, to this. Put that on a shirt and sell it. Uh, you know what? Uh, since you're learning Adobe, you can Photoshop up a design and I can start a tea public. There you go. We'll, we'll storm the uh, the uh, world of t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> uh. You could, yeah, you could have someone wearing hip waders standing in a butt <laughs> reading a book. Uh, that reminds me of the that game, that t-shirt um, Jackbox game. Um, yeah, was- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. There's a lot of good t-shirt ideas that come from that game. And you can <laughs> order it. We have a um, friend who ordered I, it. I've ordered two of them. Um, oh. So I have one where uh, someone who is an actual quality? professional illustration. Yeah, yeah. They're really good quality. Um, okay. They uh, were, We have a friend who is a professional, which I'm, I'm not going to say the name of over the mic, I'll, I'll tell you off mic if you'd like. Yeah, they're, they're actually there. professional. I was... Zach, I was there. Oh, oh, were you still there? Okay. Yeah, I was there. Okay. Well, yeah, no. So, so do you remember the the uh, Epstein didn't kill himself yeah, design? Yeah, or it's that yeah. dead eyed dog. I saw um, that. <laughs> so I got that one, and then I got one. Uh, Though I you just proved you your point about your dead memory. Yeah, but that exactly. happened like way. That happened like a year ago. It it was about a year ago. It was in January of twenty twenty. No, it was in December of twenty nineteen. It was October of twenty nineteen. Oh, jeez. Because it was like our our uh, housewarming thing. Yeah, it was your. Um, and uh, yeah, the other one I got was at the beginning of pandemic. I think you, me, my wife, and then a couple of other friends were playing jackbox remotely oh yeah and the design is this it looks like an angry gritty head and the caption is six feet back motherfucker Um, (laughs) two of my favorite shirts in my closet (laughs) i don't i've never seen you wear those because again we haven't seen each other since (laughs) since i've bought them either i know Next time we can actually see each other, you better be wearing one of those shirts. I will. I will be wearing the six feet back motherfucker. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> oh no, that doesn't apply to you or friends. Uh, that, that, yeah. That's more. That was more pandemic humor when, yeah, when the pandemic yeah. was just starting. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so that's it for this week. In two weeks, we'll have the uh, part second two. part up. 
which yeah, yeah. I'll have four for that one. Um, I will also have four. Oh, good. Um, yeah, that way we can. Yeah, and and that should be a little bit shorter since we'll know how to approach it. It won't be an hour and a half. Before Don't make we promises were, you can't keep. Well, before we were recording, I said I don't think this will take very long. We could probably knock both of these out tonight. And you were like, mm. "We go off the rails pretty hard." I'm I'm sure that in your head you're like, mm, "That asshole likes talking a lot." Hey, I, I would be talking about this asshole, me myself. He can't oh. see me, but I'm, I'm I'm tapping myself. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> No, I do love I I do love uh, talking on podcasts, but um, so uh, yeah, our current book club is "I Am Legend" by Richard Matheson, um, and yeah, in two weeks we will have part two of this up, and I think two weeks after that we'll have our our book club of um, Matheson. Um, so yeah, we will uh, see you guys next time. We love Catch you very on much. Happy flop side. Bye bye.